You're playing Nintendo. That's not what I'm doing. That's not what I'm doing. You're surfing the web. That's not what I'm doing. That's not what I'm doing. You're crying your eyes out. That's not what I'm doing. That's not what I'm doing. I'm making a podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of Adam and Ben, new and selected podcast with the films of Ben Stiller and Adam Simon, two of America's greatest movie stars, and the films we tolerated. My name is Lucian, and I'm joined as always by my... Um, intimidatingly uh active younger uh contemporary uh slash professional rival who wears a series of increasingly obnoxious hats shane is here hello i'm the cookie of us i wasn't like the worst no i can't do adam driver voice he no i was just trying to i know the trigger word i think for an adam driver impression if i ever figure it out no he doesn't he says the word computer in girls in a really funny way where he goes like computer and i always think if i ever figure out how to do his voice it'll be from that word i'm not good with he goes he always be to hannah and girls he'd be like i'm not so good with computers but it he's also like, like Keanu Reeves. I don't know. He's also like trying to talk the entire time as if he's like repressing a smile. So yeah. He's like tighter on the edges of the mouth. So you're like, yeah. But he he, he talks like he's about to. He's yeah. also like always on the verge of getting really mad about whatever he's talking. Like he's always got he's this. About like, to sputter. Like yeah, he's about to sputter. Like he's always about to get manic about what he's talking about. Yeah. He seems like someone who's like really passionate about what he's saying, and he's about to explode. Yeah. Like he'll always be like. That's what that's what's going on. That's what we do. It. I can't do the voice. Yeah, but he's just like. He always seems like he's about to start. He's about to start yelling. choking up on. Yeah, like yeah. He's about to start crying or yelling, but he never does. No. And that's why he's the greatest actor in America. Anyway, um, anyway. we'll get to him in a minute. This week's movie is Noah Baumbach's 2015 film While We're Young. I was convinced this film was from 2014, or 2016, but it wasn't. It was from 2015. Really? <laughs> yes. Oh. This film came out. Do we okay. do, we did 2015 recently because focus was oh the cobbler, this oh. came out like within a few weeks of the cobbler. Box office will probably be similar. Um, the cobbler feels cobble ten co- years co- old. Cobble cobble. Cobble cobble feels ten years old. <laughs> this film feels so contemporary compared to the cobbler. It's so dumb. Isn't it amazing? It's incredible. Yeah. The cobbler. This must... could have been made in 2018. Right. I mean, it's probably... it been, yes, it could have been made in 2018. Yeah. The cobbler is definitely a script from like 2006 sure but even visually and just like, oh visually it's so it's, dated yeah uh which is interesting because these movies are set in like probably the same streets like no they live west coast these guys think. yeah because they go up to like no. San, they go up to santa cruz to see the friend no they're, this, they're is west a, this is a new york movie i don't think so I they're think literally I, they end the movie in the lincoln center no do they i'm pretty sure this is a west coast movie they're in Brooklyn. Uh, they? Yeah, this is a Brooklyn movie. I don't know what you're. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, because when they they oh. must just travel across the country. No, I don't think. Okay, the Maybe. movie is set in New York, and they, it ends at the Lincoln Center. Oh, fair enough, I suppose. Because I recognized, yeah, like, no, I was at the Lincoln Center when I went to New York, and I recognized it at the end. Maybe um, it's just another similar named place. Maybe on the West Coast. Well, they might. They leave the city at some point. No, but remember they go to visit the Afghanistan guy. Yeah. And, it sounded like a very California name. The town sure. Or I think it's probably just upstate or something. I think so. It sounded like they're going to Santa Cruz or something. I was like, oh. Could be in like Connecticut or something. Or maybe he's just from Santa Cruz. Maybe. Anyway. But anyway, it's similar. Like it's similar terrain to the cobbler. Like they're probably hanging out in similar areas. But like the cobbler makes Brooklyn look like this like stingy kind of out of date area that needs a bit of refreshing. 
And yeah, this, there's no smartphones in the cobbler. No. And this movie makes it look like the hippest, coolest place in the world. Yeah. Uh, I feel like maybe the version of Brooklyn that Adam Sandler um, operates in is more like the one in the cobbler. Because all of his friends are like crusty 55-year-old guys who like wear basketball shorts mm-hmm. and like go out to the bodega and then go home and drink beer. Whereas Baumbach is hanging out with your Lena Dunham's and your Jack Antonoff's and like doing that kind of Brooklyn. Doing cultural things. Cultural things. Cultural activities. Um, I walked into my parents' living room a few years ago and this film was on. Like the last 20 minutes mm. of this film was on. And I was like, oh, this is the Ben Stiller thing. I have not seen this. And I watched the last 20 minutes of them. Then kind of took it that I had seen the film for years. Yeah. Logged it on Letterboxd rated it on letterboxd yeah. like three stars was like i've seen while we're young and then last year i was going through a ben stiller like you know marathon that i kind of did around the time i conceived of the podcast and i looked at it on letterboxd and i was like i haven't really seen that i don't remember anything about it i think i've only seen the ending and i had so i went back and watched it again and i had not seen anything apart from the last 15 20 minutes um i never heard of this film before you mentioned it fascinating yeah. you never like looked up a list of Noah Baumbach films or anything now no obviously most not I guess not well was Francis Ha like this year as well Francis Ha was two years before this okay I'm gonna do a quick uh Baumbrank no a Noah Baumbrank a Baum breakdown a Baum breakdown so Noah Baumbach's made more films than you'd think yeah actually. I'd assume he'd made like four no he's made like eight um I have not seen give me a sec guys i have not seen um thingy kicking and screaming his first film and i have not oh, he made seen kicking and screaming. not the will ferrell one. Oh, yeah <laughs> this is a common mistake <laughs> no he made like a like an independent drama okay. haven't seen kicking and screaming haven't seen his documentary about brian de palma although that's the documentary doesn't really count i haven't seen margot at the wedding with nicole kidman and jack black and i will watch it someday he obviously has it. I haven't seen The Jealousy. And there's a new film uh, coming out this year based on Don DeLillo's White Noise, which stars Adam Driver again and Greta Gerwig and Sounds Class. And uh, it's coming out soon. But anyway. He made Kinking and Screaming in 95. Yeah. How old is he? 50. Oh. I guess. He's Wes Anderson's age. Yeah, I guess. They're buddies like. My Boundback ranking. Uh, so I've, I've, got, I've got eight films on this list. Number eight, Madagascar 3, Europe's Most Wanted. Now... <laughs> The man did not direct this film, but he did write it, and I consider that enough of a reason to put him on this ranking. Um, we're going to be covering this probably on the podcast. I'm going to be covering a few of his films. Uh, he'll probably end up being like the most covered director, apart from Dennis Dugan. Uh, maybe Ben Stiller himself. But anyway, Madagascar 3 at number 8. Then at number 7, we got Greenberg, which we'll talk about soon, mm-hmm. Ben Stiller. Number 6 is The Squid and the Whale, which is a autobiographical kind of dysfunctional family thing with Jeff Daniels, Jesse Eisenberg, Laura Linney, and Anna Paquin. And that is pretty fun. I think you'd enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And then at uh, number five, we have the Meyerowitz stories, new and selected. Oh, what's that? I wonder would people ever name a podcast after that film? And at number four, Mistress America with Gerwig and Lola Kirk. And number three is this. And then number two is Francis High. And number one, I think Marriage Story is his best movie. I thought Francis High was his best movie. And then I kind of went back and watched it a second time. And I was like, eh, Francis High falls apart a little bit. Whereas I think Marriage Story is actually like very strong script. Anyway, you've seen Marriage Story. I have. you seen Francis High? I haven't. Just Marriage Story and Meyerowitz. Okay. 
where would you rank this alongside Mars Story? It's different, I guess. I don't know. Like, they kind of exist in the same sort of world. Mm-hmm. But this... I think the Mar- tone feels different. Like, I don't know. I think this is much, like, lighter on its feet Exactly. It's, it's like, significantly lighter. Yeah. It, it's like... Mars Story is, like, trying to achieve something really, like, important about relationships, whatever. This is just kind of like... It's kind of just people hanging out. Yeah, this is kind of just like a like a, a slight generational commentary. I feel like Mar- if Mars Story is a novel, then this is, like, a New York Times article. Yeah. New Yorker article. Like, I don't know. I don't think this is trying to be his masterpiece, like... I think he'd be surprised if someone told him this was their favorite film of his. Mm. And it's not I, I, my favorite. Um, I like it. I like. Good. I've. I'm incredibly fond of these. Like just. Like this, and then the mm-hmm. week of last week. Yeah. Kind of these, just kind of very like, low stakes, mm-hmm. kind of low character, low based. concept, character based. Kind of like, yeah, I like watching our boys just play characters. Yes, it's great. It's great. It's it's a nice, refreshing change from like, uh, big goofy. Yeah, like the, even the anger management of the world and the yeah. duplexes and stuff. Like, like Whether, I didn't realize this was such a common sort of film in their filmographies. Like, I didn't realize yeah. they did departed this much as sure. often like and it's good that they do stiller does more definitely yeah i'd say in the last 15 years like more than more often than not his work is like this yeah. i would honestly put walter mitty in this category kind of this walter mitty is is a film like this trying to be a film like forrest gump and it does this stuff well and it does that stuff pretty badly in my opinion but it's like what if this had a big budget and loads of crazy like outdoor vistas and yeah it, it goes for the whole like dream the film kind yeah. of thing yeah but it's like this vibe of communication and character yeah but with the intent of this movie's going to change people's lives hmm. um so the setup of this is that uh stiller plays a character called josh when has he ever played a character called josh no idea. um and he is married to cornelia played by naomi watts and they are a couple in <laughs> new york and he is a documentary filmmaker i'm it says here they're both filmmakers what's her contribution she produces okay so they're literally my parents okay so um yeah. They are living in New York, and he's been spending 10 years working on a documentary about leftist intellectual Ira Mandelstam uh, while not letting his producer wife help him with the project. And he also teaches in a college, and he basically meets at a lecture this younger couple in their, like, late 20s, early 30s. They're 25. Yeah, fuck yeah, they're 25. Yeah, they're they're very... It's pointed out quite a lot. So Stiller, Stiller was 49 when they made this, playing 44. Yeah. And Driver was... 31 playing 25. 25 and it's not impossible but adam driver just has an old face anyway so yeah i mean yeah i guess he's maybe 25 on girls because lena dunham's 22 in the first season of girls or she's meant to be 20 no maybe 24 maybe 24 i think anyway i mean uh, he kind of falls into the same like old guy as a young yes guy that you do that i do he exactly. occupies yeah. the same age bracket oh he, as you do. he occupies the same age bracket as me yeah, yeah. i think he passes a bit older than me He's just he'd want very, to he's just very large he's like, 16 years older than me he'd yeah, want to be older sure. uh in some sense but anyway 16 years old. yeah yeah I mean, he's almost 40 yeah uh what age is amanda seyfried she's probably younger she's 36 and her husband thomas sadowski is 45 i was thinking i was thinking he's not that young yeah, yeah. okay 
So they befriend this younger couple who are similar types of people, but they're younger. They have more ambition. They have more optimism. They have more creativity. They make their own um, ice cream and tables and tables and all uh, there's like a little montage of showing the contrast like the yeah. young crowd are putting the records on the record player yes ben siller is playing candy crush on his phone yeah kind of just that sort but of like the young people are trying to be like the old people and the old people have just kind of given up on trying anything yeah, yeah. anything interesting uh and that's kind of the film and they kind of like learn from each other and ben stiller starts to resent these people's youth and their work and they're taking in ideas from him and yada 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 he doesn't really though i think he 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 like very much engages with it at the beginning he loves it at the beginning yeah yeah. but then he he tries to be more like them in the sense of being like generous or right that's his whole thing um he only oh you found my thing yeah where behind the no behind the bottle of moisturizer oh there we go there we go for context shane lost one of my little like rubbery like ear earbud things for context lucian was here recording the last episode of the podcast he left it here yeah i know i said it was on the table and it's been on the table the entire time so saying so i lost your earbud (laughs) is that's actually okay you didn't see it you didn't see it neither neither of us saw i said it was on the table it was on the table all right okay 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 okay. you know the table better than me though so you you had more of a, a a head start on finding it and i did find it okay and i was right it's your youthful eyes it's my youthful eyes uh anyway the thing with me in this movie that people may or may not sense is that uh these characters are the closest in any film i've ever seen to resembling my parents who are documentary filmmakers around this age well they were around this age when i was a child and uh and this is kind of how they live their life. And these are the sorts of people they hang out with. Mm. And yeah. I, no, I immediately saw it. I saw him lecturing on documentaries. I'm sitting watching this film and, like, oh, and I'm okay. like, I'm like wondering to myself if you or anyone else is seeing in this film the, <laughs> the incredible preciseness and specificity of how these people would behave. Because it's so true to reality that it's kind of astonishing. <laughs> Um, but anyway, it's just like, it makes me appreciate the film a lot more. And I imagine more than most people, because I'm like identifying, uh, very specific traits in these sorts of like intellectual filmmaker type people who are the type of people I've been surrounded by my entire life. Mm -hmm. Um, the exact opposite of my upbringing. Exactly. This this, is, I'm trying to think what's the closest Adam and Ben film to your upbringing. Whereas like, (laughs) we're just like sports coach type dad no uh does sandler ever play a sports coach i he does in hustle in hustle yeah uh hold on i'll go through the list in a while look he plays guys who work in construction and stuff there's definitely it's different though it's different because like People that resemble my parents don't get movies made about that type of character because they're not like... Neither do these type of people. I guess. But also, these type of people are... Like, a filmmaker is more likely to make a film about a filmmaker. Exactly. Then... Well, you'd think, but there aren't as many films about filmmakers as you'd think, but... I'm going to use your your cardboard box as a little shelf. Look. 
Uh, no, that's not going to work. Why not? It's too heavy. Uh, anyway, sorry for the noise, guys. A lot of, a lot of disruptions in this A lot episode. of disruptions, yeah. This table being the source of most... Tables! Of yeah. Tables. Uh, anyway, so I think that, that that whole dynamic is great, and I think the film is very f- smart in how it satirizes some of the yeah. some of the pretensions of these people but also their genuine enthusiasm for this world and for the type of um culture that they're trying to promote through their films uh to me like the most interesting dynamic in the movie is probably that between ben stiller and his father-in-law who is uh basically an icon like a legendary filmmaker called Leslie. Uh, Leslie, Breitbart. Leslie Breitbart and Leslie Breitbart is played by the legendary Charles Grodin. Uh, do you know who Charles Grodin is? No. Okay. So Charles Grodin is one of the like funniest actors of like the fucking 20th century. Yeah. He is in the motion picture Clifford. Oh, as okay. the uncle who has to look after Clifford when his parents drop him off. And Clifford terrorizes him for two weeks trying to get him to go to Dinosaur World. Yeah. Um, and he is the most hilarious straight man to Martin Short's Clifford. He's also in The Great Muppet Caper as a sort of wealthy guy who gets seduced by Miss Piggy. And he is in Midnight Run with Robert De Niro, which is like definitely his most iconic role. He's in um, Elaine May's The Heartbreak Kid, which is great. He's just kind of like in a couple of really, really, really great films. I recently saw him in this absolute garbage called The X with uh, Zach Braff and Jason Bateman. Um, good grief. This is the this is I... the, the poster for The X. Okay. Nothing burns like an old flame and then just an insanely long cast list that says Zach Braff, Amanda Peet, Jason Bateman, Charles Grodin, Mia Farrow, Donald Logue, Amy Poehler, Amy Adams, Fred Armisen. You don't need all the names on the poster. No. Like, it started off strong, and I was like, okay, wow, this is... I I looked at the top, and then looked at the bottom, and then, like, forgot about the middle. I think you should stop it at Mia Farrow, if not at Grodin. I also think it's weird because what's the ordering there? Is that just that's that's an order? That's, the order, that's an order. Yeah. I just think it's weird that Amy Adams is below Donald Logue. Yeah, uh, that is a movie in which Jason Bateman plays a guy who pretends to be in a wheelchair to get back with his ex girlfriend, and then it turns out he's not actually in a wheelchair. The whole movie is uh, Zach Braff trying to uh, prove that he's not really in a wheelchair. That's a funny premise. Uh, um, that just sounds good. So who was I talking about? Uh, uh, Charles, Grodin Charles Grodin is in like one more film after this, which is this terrible Robert De Niro movie called The Comedian, where Robert De Niro plays a stand-up comedian, and it's like you can't be funny anymore. It's not good. Oh god! Uh, he he's in that. Jesus Christ! And then he uh, dies uh, in two thousand and twenty-one. I really like him in this. He is really good in this. He died less than a year. He died this month last year, May twenty-eighth, May eighteenth, twenty twenty-one. Uh, he's really good in this. He's he's great casting. I, it makes me like admire Noah Baumbach a lot that he'd like get him for this part because he's yeah. such a non-obvious choice. You're like, I don't know. It would just be like it would be so obvious to get like, I don't know, certain like I don't know, Alan Arkin or something. It was like one of these like professional cranky old guys. Yeah. And Charles Grodin was never that professional cranky old guy. He never like got those roles really, and because people kind of didn't know what to do with him once his like very distinct facial features kind of like faded into old age. 
but he is very good in this. And he's doing he's, a very like sort of straight character. Like there's no yeah, he doesn't get a chance to be funny. In no, this not at all. all. I mean, it's not a comedy. Like, like any of the comedy in this is derived just from Stiller's natural frustrated being or Adam Driver being ridiculous and annoying. The like the song I did at the beginning. His anger at like his father-in-law or whatever is kind of yeah forced in but it's kind of like just said this is an issue they have it's never really well if you're wondering why it may feel a little forced in uh a little something about uh noah baumbach's father who was uh who was a uh certain uh bears a certain resemblance to the character in this okay um his father uh jonathan baumbach an academic film critic and author Mm. blah 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 died in 2019 okay so he was still alive when this came out but uh sounds a lot like you know my parents but also uh sounds like this character um so people in some reviews i was reading today were implying that this was maybe uh although i'm sure the squid and the whale where jeff daniels plays an intellectual fucking professor father to the kid but uh this is also found back unpacking a little bit his probably creative clashing with his own father of like making films and his father being a famous film critic and them clashing a little bit mm. over the work um but all their interactions are really interesting um and the film climaxes at like a tribute to the Groden character in the Lincoln Center, which is hosted by Peter Bogdanovich, who died like less than two months ago, in January um, this year, who is There's like absolutely no director. S- slight against the father in this film at all. Though. No, he seems really nice. Yeah, he's, he's like, he's a, trying to help him out. He's trying to help him out. And Stiller is just like, fuck off, frustratingly yeah. independent, both from the wife and from the stepfather. Um, but also, I there's a, there's a lot of the film where I'm there wondering like is he only with his wife because she's the daughter of this yeah, guy he... that he's his hero like it's a little funky when you're married to your hero's child mm. I don't know and like that's the issue that causes the conflict in the right? end of the film yeah because he's just like oh Adam Driver's just hanging out with me because I'm the stepson of this guy yeah yeah it's like uh, I'm trying to think of a, a re- the best real world example I can think of is Nicolas Cage with Elvis Presley's daughter okay like that's just a funny one where you're like, I think Nicolas Cage just wanted to like pretend to be Elvis. <laughs> um, like if you're someone like Nicolas Cage who like kind of models yourself after Elvis and then you. Yeah, it'd be cool to like have Elvis' grandkid. Like, yeah, and have Elvis' like. grandkid. Like, I don't, does he have Elvis' grandkid? I don't know. I think he does. I, I mean, this woman yeah, He's is, the father of Elvis' grandkids. That's and cool. stepfather of Nicolas Cage, of Michael Jackson's fucking grandkids, yeah. right? Like. It's a a good bit. If you're going to go after something along the lines of that, you might as well do what Elvis and Michael Jackson. Uh, This woman has four kids. Wait, Riley Kyo is Lisa Marie Presley's daughter? Who's Riley Kyo? She's she's one of the women in Mad Max Fury Road. She's in some other stuff. Her parents are Danny Kyo. What a fucking Irish name. And Lisa Marie Presley. Lisa Marie Presley's husbands are Danny Kyo... Michael Jackson, Nicolas Cage, and Michael Lockwood, in that order. And her... She's not married to Cage, so... She's married to Michael Lockwood. No, they got divorced last year. She was married to Jackson from 94 to 96, and Cage from 2002 to 2004. And her own... Her children are... Is there, like, just a list of her kids? That's kind of all I want to know. Ugh. Whatever Uh, Cage is doing, she's doing better. Right. Kind of. Married for a fourth time. 
I'm so interested. So I don't think she had any kids with Nicolas Cage. They were only married for two years. No, they were. They did not. Oh, they did not. Okay. She is a Scientologist. Mm. No, she left in 2014. Okay, well there you go. There's some. There's at least yeah, some repressing. Yeah, she's always moving on to new fun, new projects. fun things. That's yeah. yeah. I just think the idea of Michael Jackson and, and Nicolas Cage both being married to Elvis Presley's daughter. Yeah. And Nicolas Cage being a Coppola is just such oh. an insane. Like the fact that the Coppolas, the Presleys, Jackson were all connected at one point. Yeah. Like the three biggest fucking family dynasties, like bar the fucking Fondas. Crazy. Anyway. Uh, while we're young. What do, what do you think of the, the baby Eric in this? I don't yeah, particularly care. It's like it. whatever. It's like fine. It's a bit of like a Noah Baumbach getting mad because he hasn't had a kid yet type thing. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of this film to me is like his midlife crisis projected onto Ben Stiller. Maybe unfairly. Uh, I think it. I don't know. It's, it's not. It's like it's like just not the emotional center of the film at all. Even though it's probably trying to be. How different would the film be if they had a kid? How different would it be if the kid storyline wasn't there at all? Yeah, if they just didn't mention the fact they didn't have a kid, it wasn't an issue. Yeah, if it was just... You took out the friends with the kid. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that changes it at all. I don't know. I think the I think it's meant to highlight that they're a little bit stunted and that they're... Stu- because they're like, we want to have fun. And the friends are like, we have a baby. And it's like, yeah. their stuntedness yeah, maybe yes. helps them relate to the younger couple yeah. a little bit more than if they were like a middle-aged couple with a kid. Mm-hmm. Although I would, from my own experience, think that having a kid wouldn't make any difference. And they'd still hang out with the 30-year-olds, but... Um, yeah well that's kind of the point the Mar- friend makes at the end he's like yeah oh, I have a kid now but I'm still the most important person yeah. in my life yes like, a marriage story is kind of about this couple if they had a kid because the marriage, couple or the older couple the older couple yeah I mean because marriage story is about a playwright and an actress and how they balance their family life with their artistic mm. lives and I think that the, the driver Johansson couple and that are quite similar to the Stiller Watts couple in this they feel a lot older than the driver Seyfried couple. Yeah. And I think that they have the having of the kid in marriage story is kind of him throwing an extra variable into the mix and being like, okay, how would this challenge this relationship? Um, because Noah Baumbach, never mind, has two children. I did not know that. Okay. okay. Uh, I assume with Jennifer Jason Lee. Uh, he has a son with Jennifer Jason Lee and he has a son with Greta Gerwig. I did not know that. March 2019. They had a son named Harold. I like that they have a son named Harold and Judd Apatow and Leslie Mann have a daughter named Maud. And they're definitely both named oh. after Harold and Maud. And those kids, okay, are 20 years apart in age, but maybe they'll be friends. <laughs> maybe. Who's older? Would Apatow and Baumbach not similar age? Yeah. And one of the kids is 20 years older. Ma- Maud Apatow's like my age. Like, oh, yeah. yeah sorry. Uh, and their son Harold is, is three. Oh. I did not know they had a three-year-old. Interesting. Weird. This was made before that. This was made before the son was born. But he had one kid with Jennifer Jason Oh, Lee. yeah, of course. Um, him and Jennifer Jason Lee had a, had a messy divorce that people uh, believe was the inspiration for uh, Marriage Story. Mm. Uh, <laughs> no, I'd say none of it leaked into it. No, not at all. Not you at wouldn't all. possibly write a epic divor- divorce movie six years after your actress wife. Adam Driver is... Never going to be discussed on this podcast again, I don't think. Let me do a little quick look at the bacon, the bacon oracle. Um, I think maybe he's in Myrowitz, right? Is he for like five minutes? Ooh. Does he play like a cousin or something? 
We're going to find I, out. Oracle of Bacon, find me the answer. Uh, he is in the Marwood stories. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, has he ever worked with Adam Sandler? I absolutely do not believe he has. That would be a dynamic duo. He has in the Myrowitz stories a film that also stars Adam okay. Sandler. If only we knew that. If only there was a podcast named after that movie. Um, okay, so Adam Driver is in the Myrowitz stories. I feel like that's not what we're going to discuss when we do that movie. So, uh, Driver, Tangent. Not that there's much original stuff to say about him. But Adam Driver is my favorite Adam, apart from Adam Sandler. There was a world in which they could have been nominated against each other at the Oscars in 2020. Gems and Marriage. Gems and Marriage Story Year. If only it wasn't for that amazing, amazing performance that won that year by that actor who won that year. Mr. Oldman. Definitely remember. No, that was that was the year before. I definitely remember who won that year. It wasn't Rami Malek. I definitely remember it was a great performance by that actor in that film. In it, 2020. And it was interesting game to try and remember <laughs> so the, the films that year were marriage story uh what won that year parasite okay 1970 was this the delayed year no marriage no. story no this no. was the pre Sorry. just before covid uh, oh, oh. something bad we know that much <laughs> okay so it wasn't oldman it wasn't malik and it was wasn't bef- it no no Malik okay. was Malik was twenty twenty nineteen. Hmm. Interesting. So, hmm. Uh, it. it That's just not no. Twenty nineteen. It would have been like. Uh, uh, I, mean, I don't remember what Parasite beat. Best, in nineteen seventeen. Okay, do this. Do this game with me. Yeah. Ask me the question. Oh, I got it. I got okay. it. I got it. You've uh, seen the film. You've seen the film. In cinema. It's a bad one. You've seen this film in the cinema with me. This is a good actor, a tolerable film. Stupid thing to give an Oscar to. Culturally stupid that they gave this an Oscar. Obviously, Even not I, green. No. I don't hate this film. Who directed? I don't hate this actor. Who directed this film? I'm going to tell you. It'll give it away. A comedy guy. Comedy guy. A comedy guy directed it. An annoying man. <laughs> Everyone involved in this is irritating. An annoying comedy. Taika Waititi? No. No? Okay, okay, okay. I'll give you a clue. The the guy who won came to present an award the year after. And he had to present the award at the end of the night, the final award, because they fucked around with the order. Okay. And he had to present the Best Actor Award to Chadwick to... Boseman. But then but Chadwick Boseman didn't win, won. and this actor was left standing there not knowing what to say. Okay, so... Was it a black actor, so... No. No. Um... No, he was there because he won the year before. Okay. Not because he was black. Sure. He had nothing to do with Chadwick Boseman. Fuck, who was it? You've seen the film. Very famous film. It's crazy we forgot that it won, he won the Oscar because it's like insane that he did. I'm drawing blanks. Why not laughing more? Oh, Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, okay. Joaquin Phoenix won the Oscar. Interesting. Sorry, what were we talking about? <laughs> I mean, it's funny we forgot. Oh, yeah, this is up against gems and the... We were talking about Driver and yeah, okay. Uh Anyway, I'm Driver. Uh, obviously a man with insanely distinct vibes i think i'd like it if he was in more adam sandler ben stiller movies oh i think him and sandler would be oh they'd be so funny together Just i mean let the two of them be loud as hell yeah when we watch Irowitz, we'll see if they interact yeah. i feel like they don't i feel they like could, they could nearly do like the reverse anger management thing this yes time. they could where sandler's like teaching adam driver to be normal yeah 
Would you believe that Adam Driver also has a child? These people are all old. Yeah. I could swear these people Who's don't Adam have... Driver? Is he married? He is married to a random lady without a Wikipedia page called Good. Joanne Tucker. Good for her. They have a son who they didn't tell the press about for years. It's so bizarre. No He's one so knows. large, you can just like hide him in his pocket. Hit him in his pocket. No one knows the age of the son. <laughs> it's so strange. He's just a weird guy. Uh, anyway, he's great. There's uh, not much else to say about him. He was a Lance Corporal in the U.S. military, and he has a Lance Corporal badge on his Wikipedia page. Bizarre. He was in the Marine Corps what? from 2002 to 2004. Did you not know that? I feel like I did. That's his whole backstory is that he signed up to oh. the military on September 12th, 2001. Where is he from? Is he from, like, he's just some random... Indi- Indianapolis? No, he's from San Diego. He went to he went to University of Indianapolis after he left the Army, but if you want, he's from San Diego. What age was he in 2001? He was 18. Good grief. Anyway. He's a scary fellow to see coming at you. Right? Imagine. He's so scary. Imagine if his egg buzz cut. He was probably just fucking crying and screaming over there. Just like, (laughs) I can't do the voice, but you know. You did 9 11. Oh, (laughs) crazy. Oh, God. Anyway. Has he been uh, in any war films? I feel like he has. uh, Surely. Uh, He's in, uh, would you consider Lincoln a war film? Uh,. He plays a you know he plays a military guy in Lincoln so Lincoln you know his first film role is in J Edgar what yeah yes he's in Lincoln as a soldier man and he is kind of a soldier in Star Wars kind of he has a big sword made of lasers and he is in that's kind of all so do you know Ben Stiller is in like an Arcade Fire music video I think I knew that. Yeah, from Reflector. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I'm just scrolling through his letterbox. This movie, this movie feels like it would have Arcade Fire music in it. Yeah, these people seem like they're friends. Is with there Arcade music F- in this? Is there? I'm getting to it. Okay, I'll do it now. Soundtrack for this film by LCD Sound Systems, James Murphy. Ah, okay. Uh, I'm not like an LCD Sound System head, but I do like LCD Sound System. He's like that's like fun music to put on and work. Yeah, it's a lot of like do 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 beep boop beep boop beep boop kind of steady but not obnoxious steady kind of like electronic music um he had a song i really liked when i was like 12 called you wanted a hit that was from his like big like i'm retiring album Mm. uh obviously his big song is what's the one that all the fucking workman's girls love whatever come on come on baby or something come on oh something come come on come on baby yeah it's some shit like that oh baby oh baby or some shit like that um you're getting very aggressive. Calm down. Sorry. LCD Sound System Leave Mr. LCD is alone. fine. Leave Mr. Sound System Leave alone. Mr. Sound System. I actually really <laughs> like LCD Sound System's, like, image and vibe. I think he's, like, a cool guy. Ugh. He's just, like, this, like, uh, I don't know. He just has, like, a round head, a large round head, and... I'm sorry, what's going on with this? Wears a blazer. And I don't know. I think he's a cool guy. This Arcade Fire video, video cast list is insane. Okay. Do you know who, like... I haven't seen this. Does, I don't it beat, know how does, it, does it beat the video for Animals by Maroon 5? Uh, who? Okay, first up, we... Okay, it says the band Arcade Fire. No okay. way. Season Zari. Cool. Bono. No. Michael Sarah. Oh, Jesus. James Franco. Okay. Zach Galifianakis. Okay. Bill Hader. Okay. Ben Stiller. Mm. Eric Warheim. Yeah. Ron Wilson. Eric. Then Wynn mm. Butler and all the gang. All the boys. Why are they all in a music video? I assume it's a music video. Yeah, I mean, why not? I guess it's... Directed by Roman Coppola. Oh, he's Nicolas Cage's cousin. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, small world. 
That's not surprising. Nothing you just said there sounded weird to me. That just sounds like what I think. It seems every... like an excessive for a music video, though. Not really, if there's a lot of guys in it. I don't Fuck's know. Bono. Good yeah, I don't know why Bono's in it. That's weird. Arcade Fire are, like, weirdly friendly with Bono. It's weird. Given that he's, like, the worst person ever. And they're they probably like class. YouTube's music. Well, they, they supported U2 on tour in, like, 2007 oh, okay. or whatever. That, that was, like, a that big... That would have been a good double bow. Right. But also, U2 should be opening for them. Like, I'd be more hyped if you 2 did the first set and then Arcade Fire. Oh, you'd after. much rather that. Yeah, you'd much rather that order. Like, yeah. But yeah, they, they opened for um they opened for Arcade Fire or for, for U2 in like 2008. Mm. Um, before, between Neon Bible and the Suburbs. New Arcade Fire album this week, guys. Check it out. <laughs> we, everywhere Friday. I feel like there's not a lot to talk about with this film. Even though I like it. No, I really like it too. See, I could talk about this film for two hours, but it would involve like going into detail on the history of my family and all their relationships. Yeah, yeah, and I don't yeah. want to do that. Um, in private, in private, I could talk about this film for hours. In terms of little quirks, there's not that many. No, not really. It's just a competently made comedy drama with actors we like. Yeah. The last person I'll mention is Amanda Seyfried, who's Grace and is like the most underrated actress of her generation. But I feel like people are starting to like realize that she got an Oscar nomination last year for Mank exclamation point she's really great in Mac she's great in fucking everything but like she was obviously in Mean Girls and then Mamma Mia and was just like throwing out great performances for like five years and then just started making trash and was in all this like fucking young adult shit and never got the franchises she deserved or anything and she's so talented she's so charming there's a giant billboard of her on Shane Street for the dropout Mm. and she is gonna probably win an Emmy for the dropout I feel like and she's probably gonna get a bunch more roles out of that so I'm I'm happy for her she's married to Thomas Sadowski who's also very nice very cool very good actor Mm -hmm. so I hope they do well they're a cool couple wish them all the best shout out Amanda Seyfried good in this film doesn't have a lot to do but she's good yeah that's kind of the point I guess that's kind of the point and I don't know if there's anything else to say about it Uh, we talked about all the actors and yeah there's some cool cycling stuff. Oh, yeah. Another, another installment in the Ben Stiller on a funny rollerblades for some reason. Yeah, rollerblades. I was thinking, was it a skateboard? Yes, he's on... Is, does he rollerblade in MIDI or does he just skateboard? Skateboards down the hill. But does he rollerblade in anything else? I don't think so. No. Not that I'm aware of. But like, this is like... Similar, two, similar. I feel like these are two products where he has input in. Yes, and, and he's, he's like, like, I want to be on a funny wheels. But also the roller skating in this is so strange. Yeah. He like roller skates down one street and then gets on the subway. Yeah, it makes no sense. I think he just wanted to do it. <laughs> he just thought it would be fun and look cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of the marketing for this movie, which has uh, this cool, like, yellow background black text. Basically looks like my student union election oh, campaign. That's, that's, it's that's the most Lucian advertising ever. Uh, but I would like to show you the... Was this an inspiration for your uh, poster or 90 cents? Kind of, maybe. I feel like this it's poster is... Subconsciously. Subconsciously. I'd like to show you the movie's official uh, Instagram page. Uh, so this is this is an A24 movie distributed by A24. If there's one thing we know, but this is not it. If there's one thing we know about A24, it's that they are the most successful, um, like you know, at reaching young pe- of independent films of reaching uh, young people anywhere in the world. So you'd imagine that the Instagram page for this film was a huge success, just viral, viral appeal. Uh, let's have a look at the Instagram page for this movie. How many thousands of followers? Oh, 283. Um, how many likes do the posts have? Uh, 54. 54. Uh, 36 likes. Is this like 30, 30. the time it was coming out? Yeah. This is the official 
Instagram for this, this movie with less than your student union campaign. This is significantly less than you than you. Yeah, I look, have... these have thirty likes. This is less successful than your. No, it's about exactly the same as mine. So you, this, you have about that many followers. I have one hundred ninety. Like thirty-one, twenty. Somebody made these very nice graphics with images of huge movie stars like Adam Driver and Ben Stiller, and they got thirty, twenty-three likes. The one of the weird tech the one the investor man has 90 90 likes why does that have more than all the other posts it must be him sharing it on his story and all his friends went and liked yeah, it yeah that has to be it because like that's a great scene oh look at the post is literally just hedge fund dave, <laughs> fun dave. i'm gonna put that on my story i'm gonna share that on the uh adam and we love Instagram. hedge fund dave uh hedge fund dave scene very funny scene we have so many days with words in front of we do Comedy Dave. Comedy Dave. Landis Dave. Landis Dave. Hedge Fund Dave. Team Dave. Team Dave. Hedge Fund Dave's great. Hedge Fund Dave is sitting there listening to Ben Stiller pitch his, like, you know, high-brow intellectual documentary about, like, the U.S. incarceral system. And he's like, so it's like Shawshank, but with a black guy. And he's like this complete fucking buffoon. And he keeps, his phone keeps going. Ding, ding, ding. And he's trying not to look at it. Like, he's trying to be polite. But you can just see that he does not have the attention span. And after it goes off, like, the eighth time, he's like, oh, just one sec. You know what he reminds me of? Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Okay, great. Okay. Maybe just because I'm doing a Jimmy Fallon impression for no reason. But that is kind of who he reminded me of. Anyway. Uh, the Class Corner. I don't know. This is about, like, my family. But, like, they have money because her father's wealthy. I don't know. I'm not sure where the Adam Driver character is getting his money out of. Where is he getting? Does he secretly work as a barista half time and he just doesn't talk about it? Barista wouldn't get them that apartment in that collection of records. And that collection of records. Oh, they have like, so many like, records. They're like walking down the street and they just decide to buy bikes. Yes. I don't know where Adam they have money sneaky, is They have sneaky money. They're a sneaky parent Maybe money there. the film deliberately keeps that as up to the imagination that they're getting money from a, from a fucking hedge fund or from a inheritance or someone's yeah, parents. Yeah, I assume it's an inheritance thing. Yeah. Because there's no indication that he has like any sort of income. No. So it he must be coming movies, from somewhere. Like. Yeah. That's not a source of income. Um, okay. Yeah. Anyway. Strange. Alex to Alex scale. I have this fully updated now. So we have the... Uh, oh, okay. We have all the Alex's uh, visible. If I can find it on my computer. Uh, here we go. So where are we... So who's this character? Josh? Josh. He's like... He's like Josh Kovacs level. He's like Josh Kovacs level. This side is getting so clustered. Like we might have to. How are the Sandler? We might have to like move them over a bit. Yeah, I think so. How are the Sandler characters all on that side? That's not realistic. I think they should be spread more. There, there's just more Sanders. But they're all on the they're all on the not angry side. The only angry one is anger management. And Zohan and Billy Madison. I guess so. And who's that in the middle? That is Jack, from Jack and Jill. Oh yeah. I feel like we got to move them over a bit. Name, George, George 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 Simmons. Simmons. Bump, bump like over, yeah. They could, they could. I think these guys could be stretched over. Anyway, uh, I think this guy could go. I will say this feels like a very different character to Josh Kovacs. Like, like if you wanted to show show people how Stiller's a good actor, give them these two performances. Both guys the same age, living in New York, and they're like totally, entirely different people. Like he has a lot of yeah. range. He has a lot of range playing. It's a, it's a real class. Yes. Here, yeah. Exactly. The them. Like Josh Kovacs, comfortable artist. Yeah. Versus man who works serving others. Yeah, man who works serving others. Yeah. Uh, but nevertheless, I'd probably put him directly below. 
Yeah. I think he belongs there. Okay. Uh, wife guys. Yeah, the one actor we didn't talk about is Naomi Watts. Uh, Who? Kind of an interesting. Our favorite. Our favorite. Uh, star of uh, Mulholland Drive, King Kong, Twin Peaks The Return, and the wonderful short-lived Netflix show Gypsy. Oh. Where she has a fling with the girl from Kingsman while her husband, Billy Crudup, deals with their child's trans awakening. One of the weirdest shows Netflix has ever made and should have lasted for years. But anyway, crazy show. Fucking insane show. Anyway. Good stuff. Uh, good stuff. Honestly, check it out if you haven't. Like, it's a fun combo. Watts, Crudup, Sophie Cookson, good stuff. But anyway, she is pretty good in this. I think this could be played by a lot of people. I just like watching her. But I like, I mean, Naomi Watts is just like one of my favorite actresses of this age range. She's just great. She's great. She's yeah. weird because she's Australian, but she never plays Australian characters. I don't know. She's a very different type of Australian to, I feel like Nicole Kidman and Margot Robbie are like one type of Australian actress where you're like, you're so exotic. And Naomi Watts, it just makes her. I didn't know she was Australian. Seem a bit strange. I feel like her trying to cover up her Australianness with American accent just makes her seem odd in an interesting way. It's like way. every third joke she doesn't get. Yeah. I don't know. It gives her kind of like a weird, like, uh, spaced outedness thing yeah. that I think is like actually really rewarding to her performances. But it's like different to the kind of like oh, exotic Australian thing that like the other Australian actresses do. I don't know. Whatever. She's really good in this. She's great. We love Naomi Watts. Don't think she's ever going to be discussed in this podcast again. She doesn't do a lot in this, I guess. I don't mm, know. She's no, not really. Is the is there an argument that this film like neglects the female characters because it's more interested in how the men interact, or is well, it just that's kind of the point of the film? Like point it's of the film, self centered men making their films about themselves. Yeah, like, true. Yeah, yeah. I don't like. Yeah, something we haven't discussed at all is the like whether it's intentional or not. Who knows? But it's yeah. it's not inconsistent. We haven't talked at all about the twist because I just don't care about it driver is like i'm gonna i'm gonna make a facebook and i'm gonna make a film about the first person from school who reaches out to me and then he goes and does it but then he like fakes some of the footage or he like sets it up i don't care and stiller confronts him on it at the end and then it's like whatever it's just a reason for stiller to like get mad at him yeah also he kisses Naomi watts at like a weird drug spiritual retreat thing which is the most annoying scene in the film yeah, it's those scenes. I said this with worst person in the world recently. You don't like the drug trippy scenes. I think drug trippy scenes in films are never funny. Sorry, I think they are always tedious to get through. Dreams, on the other hand, dreams are great. Dreams are great, but just people sitting around getting high and like saying goofy stuff is like a lazy way of writing a comedy sequence. I don't know. Mm. In this type of film, anyway, in a film that is otherwise like smart and serious, I don't know. Maybe if we did some jokes, we'd relate. More. Maybe we would. It's a Peruvian route. Yeah. Would the movie work with Adam Sandler? A one hundred percent no. Really? The only one in this entire podcast where I will say a hundred percent no. You I will never buy him as a it. documentary intellectual documentary filmmaker. I'm sorry, that man does not seem like someone who knows who uh, Michel Foucault is. He just does not. I think that it's. I think that Stiller just about passes for like an intellectual academic type man. I will never buy Adam Sandler as a man who teaches in university. He's too close to just cracking a smile all the time. Yeah. He's too silly. Stiller has like, Stiller's arrogance can come across as being pretentious or being uh, this type of guy. Whereas Sandler's. He's just too much of a salesman. Arrogance is, yeah. You're making documentaries. It's. You're not yes. trying to sell. Yes. He would seem know. like he's too much of a capitalist face. 
he has a I face guess. who knows what money is. <laughs> he has he has a face. Oh, no, that, that's not good. He has a face that doesn't know what uh, that doesn't know what what right. fucking uh, Sartre wrote about. Um, yeah. So I say no to that. I would say no to that. Um, this movie, uh, get your box office open, boy. This movie uh, cost ten million to make and made twenty one million, which is a success, I guess. Because yeah. like. If we were to do a box office to Instagram like ratio, I know incredible success. Yeah, yeah. Ten million budget. I'm interested in how that fares up to Max other movies. He uh, let's have a look. Marriage Story's budget was eighteen million. Okay, why? <laughs> why did it cost twice as much as this? Scarlet paycheck. Well, the driver probably commanded a bigger paycheck. Yeah. So. I'd say she's... And Laura Dern was in it. Like it was the... Yeah, and Laura Dern. I'd say Scarlet's expensive. Like, even for a yeah, movie yeah. like that, I'd say she's getting I know, there's a, lot of, like, a million and a half to two. They go to a lot of places, I guess. I, don't know. I guess Netflix were just willing to spend that much? Yeah. Uh, his new film, White Noise, does not have a budget listed yet. And Francis Ha... Or Meyerowitz is a good one, actually. Meyerowitz cost 11.4. So an extra million and a half for Sadler, basically. And Dustin Hoffman? That should cost way more. Yeah. You'd think Sandler and Dustin Hoffman would add and five. Alice and Jenny, I guess. Alice and Jenny's not in that film. Who's the sister? Uh, it's herself. Bill Camp's wife. Oh. Elizabeth Marvel. Sorry, okay. I remember that as Alice and Jenny. Are they similar? Judd Hirsch is in that. The dad from Uncle James. Hmm. The uncle. And 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 uh, Emma Thompson. Good episode. I remember very little about in that film. 40 weeks. In 40 weeks. Nah, I'll be let. Yeah, probably about forty weeks. Um, okay, so uh, box office. Have you got it there? Yeah. The movie came out on March twenty seventh, twenty fifteen. Does it look like the Cobbler box office to you? No. I think this uh, was not the top. This two, was a bit earlier. This was like a bit earlier, right? Yeah, that was definitely. All right. Okay, there's like a few here that we've probably come across. Okay. Now the first film is a film that like has like absolutely no cultural relevance at all. Okay. Uh, from 2015 2015 open choppy 52 million no it opened to 52 million i think so okay uh franchisee this is first week no or no animated animated it's anime. home it's home starring jim parsons and rihanna yeah bazinga do you know who did Ooh. the a theme song for that movie featured in the credits it's on my uh, playlist on Spotify. Usually it's like a pop star. Unexpected movie theme songs. Uh, Is it a pop star? Wait. Never mind. I don't know. So you don't Keep know. going. <laughs> I have no Do idea. Do you know who it is? No, some picture home. No, I have no idea. Then why are you asking me? I know. I thought I, thought I knew. Okay. Uh, oh, you... they did a whole soundtrack album. Okay. So Rihanna did a song for it. Charlie XCX did oh, a song yeah, for it. Like... Rihanna did a cover of Dancing in the Dark by Bruce Springsteen, Normal. Normal, Jennifer Lopez, and Jake. Wait, is that Dancing in the Dark bracket normal? No, that was just me saying that it's oh, normal. Oh, it like the normal version. No, and then, and then a, a song called Drop That by Jacob Platt. Yeah. That's a made-up name. All right. Home. 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 I know. Did you see it? Never seen Home if it was on Orgy and I was in my grandfather's house. I'd probably watch it. Steve Martin. Steve Martin's in that. 
that's very uh monsters versus aliens ass movie that i will never watch <laughs> even less so it doesn't have the shooty alien kind of vibe to it that like yeah I, I... it just looks annoying it just looks annoying okay. guess how many followers the while we're young twitter account has more five, 542 okay, okay. so like a third of what i have yeah you think they'd give me the Twitter account? I'm going to tag it in the podcast and see if Dude, they... Dude, what's that most recent tweet? Like, 2016? December 1st, 2015, the day the DVD came out. And oh, then they never tweeted again. <laughs> that yeah. person logged out forever. I love the idea of an A24 person who's logged into, like, 86 different Twitter accounts yeah. on TweetDeck. And they accidentally post one of the fucking ex Machina tweets to the While We're Young account. And the boss yells at them. I don't yeah. know. That would be a fucking great job. I want that job. Anyway, keep going. Okay, next up yes. is a is a film. It's a John Mayer film. It's a John Mayer film. Yeah, really? He's in it. John Mayer's in this film. Yeah. Is it animated? No, it's it's more of a cameo. He plays himself. Yeah, and it's a fiction film. Yeah, with actors. With actors. Is it for adults? Yeah. What? I have no idea. Terrible performance. Did you know he was in it before you clicked into it? Yeah. I've seen the scene. Like He's in like two no. scenes. I'm not aware of oh, this. Oh, there's a scene where it's him on Jimmy Fallon. Gas. Yeah. Really awful stuff. 2015. It's got like another... It's, Jimmy one, it's got one of our gals in it as well. One of our gals. One of our gals. Who's our gals? Alison Brie? Yeah. Is it the fucking thing I like? The Dakota Johnson thing? No. How to be single? No. A different Alison Brie movie. Yeah. Oh. I feel like you will. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Get hard. Get hard. No. No. <laughs> Alison Brie. Why? The premise of Get Hard, as far as I know, is it is a movie about Will Ferrell being afraid of being sexually assaulted in prison. Yeah. So he hires a black man, who will understand how to behave in prison to mm-hmm. teach him how to not get sexually assaulted he's in prison. Getting hard. Hard. Yeah. He's getting him hard. Ha ha ha. And the poster features Will Ferrell with cornrows and Kevin Hart standing behind him. And it says get hard. Mm. Truly the last of its kind. It probably came a bit after the, <laughs> after previous, the... the previous last <laughs> of its kind. What was the previous last of its kind? I, I don't Project know. Project X or some shit? I don't know. No. Just a film this, that is like I remember this being like a weird the worst thing people to come out world. at the time. Yeah, it felt like it was like oh Dave, Jesus, you're not gonna see that. This, like, yeah, anyway. I feel like a certain like From a... a certain single parent we know went to see that film when we were in school and really liked it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I was like, good grief. Okay, okay. From a legendary director, Eaton Cohen. Eaton Cohen. <laughs> Yeah, the second best director with the name that sounds like that. Yeah, that guy that made Garfield. He wrote Garfield. He wrote Garfield. Look, look up the Eden. Look up the Eden Cohen oeuvre. Why is number one similar film bringing you down the house? He made bringing down the house. I don't think so. No, he didn't. But it's like the it's top. In the, yeah, because it's another film about it's another racist ass film about like what if a black person could teach you how to be tough? They're very similar. Another one was like Big Stan, which is like the same premise. That's, Rob exa- Schneider, that's right? Rob Schneider, yeah. We're uh, one minute away from this being our longest ever episode. <laughs> you're joking. Yeah. Stop. Right. Okay, we have to cut it off because this is not a No, it has to be the longest. Okay. We're, we're going to hit an hour. All right, next one is a okay. series. 
Her franchise. The Divergent series yeah. Ascendant. Insurgent. Insurgent. Next up is a Walt Disney film. Uh, kind of doesn't exist. I assume it's a... Live action? I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. You don't know from the poster. I don't see the posters in this. On Letterboxd? Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. You're on the thing. Okay. Like, it's... Is Kenneth, it Kenneth Branagh film? Oh, Cinderella with yeah. Lily James. That film doesn't exist. Nope. But it made like a billion dollars. <laughs> Next one is called... What? Oh, this must be some weird one. It Follows? Yeah, that's a horror film uh, by the guy who made uh, Under the Silver Lake. David Why Robert is Mitchell. this up a thousand percent this week from the week before? Because it would have gone wide. So it would have been in like yeah, five cinemas and then yeah, It in, opened like, at number 200. and got up to number five. While We're Young is the exact same. Oh. While We're Young would have actually probably been in the top ten the week after, but we're doing the limited week. Okay. Okay, we're into a bit of crossover with the... So Focus? Cop Now. Chappie? Action film we like. Action film we like? Yeah. Uh, Kingsman: The Secret Service. Kingsman: The Secret Service. Next up, Fifty, is... Fifty Shades is going to be in here somewhere. Next is and SpongeBob movie, Sponge Out of Water. Next is a John Gunn film. John Gunn. Religious. Oh, this is a... oh if it's religious, I won't know what it yeah, is. Yeah, no, this is. A... Do you believe this is a weird like? Yeah, well, religious shit. Okay. Yeah, okay. Christian cinema. Yeah. Not not the. Senate. Christian cinema, the yeah. senator. <laughs> uh. Next is, uh-huh. I feel like I've heard of this. I should know. I feel like oh I'm... yeah, this this came up the last day. It's a picture of uh, four of our boys. It run all night. Yeah, it's run all night. Neeson, Harris, Kinnaman, and ooh, interesting. Neeson, Harris, Kinnaman, uh, Common. I think it could be. I think it's Common. Yeah, he's like for yeah, it is Common. Yeah. And Boyd Holbrook and... And Boyd Holbrook. No, Bruce what? McGill. I don't actually... And Vincent D'Onofrio. I, 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 I would like to uh, reject the assertion that Common is, quote, one of our boys. Yeah. I do not care for him no, as an I, actor. I only saw the three guys. He was, he was standing in the back. <laughs> I, I, would count, I, would, I would also not count Liam Neeson as one of my boys. Joel Kinnaman, debatable. <laughs> Ed Harris, yeah. Ed Harris, yes. We'll give Ed Harris. Joel Kinnaman, excellent on House of Cards. Like, legitimately a good performance. Yeah. Like he was really good on that show. Like Suicide Squad, uh, yeah. he's he's okay in the second one. He's in it for like two minutes. Yeah. No, he's not. Sorry, he's not. He's one of the main four guys in it. Oh, he yeah, no, he's actually he's good in the Suicide Squad. I I, I think it's weird he was in that and hasn't been in anything since. I think I'm just gonna call out the rest of the names because I feel like a lot of these we've done. Well, Shane, in exactly two seconds, this will be our longest episode. Hooray! Right. Not counting the theme song. This is the sh- no, oh, I just realized we we talked shit for like two minutes before I set, I did the intro. Okay, so we're, we're not, not at an hour yet. We just leave it. We have a chance to stop right here. Okay. All right. Uh, second best exotic marigold. Uh, masterpiece, uh, masterpiece, Don Madden. The Gunman. The, oh, you got to look at the cast of The Gunman. Uh, you got to look at the cast of The Gunman. Is you're gonna, you're gonna, your mind will be blown. Okay, when you yeah, see this. we're gonna go over time talking about the gunman. You're gonna, your mind will be blown by this. Look who's in the gunman. You're not gonna believe who's in the gunman. It sounds like a fucking Bruce Willis film. Okay, listen to who's in it. Sean Penn. Yeah. Jasmine Trinka. Javier Bardem. Yeah. Ray Winston. Yeah. Mark Rylance. Uh huh. Idris Elba. Yes. Peter Franzen. Oh, I think we're, I think we're done. Yeah, now. we're done. Oh, okay. But it's, it's Penn, Rylance, Elba, and. Uh, and fucking Bardem. Javier Bardem. Crazy cast. You can find out more about the show and access all of our episodes and such at adamandbenpod.com. Our new website's very pretty. Tell me it's nice because I spent 10 minutes making it. Uh, you can follow the show Adam and Ben Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Um, 
We'll be back soon. Follow while we're young on Instagram. And Follow while we're young on while we're young on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back soon with our next episode. Me a fun one. Yeah. Have a good day, guys. I hope you stick around for the hour. Yeah. Bye bye.